Brexit people. It is Dave. It's Duncan. Back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from New Jersey. Chaos Bringers End. This is and the end, Dave. Well, it's Thanks very is. much for checking this video. Make sure you subscribe and like. <laughs> no? Let's do a is that not first. what you said? Uh, the band's new album, right. The Sin of Human Frailty, will be released on October 27th via closed casket activities. The sin of human frailty is what I've realised that you know you, you know when like when you've like you've you beasted it out and then it goes floppy afterwards. And you're like, <laughs> I wish I could just go again beasted straight away like I did uh, when I was 17. Mm. That's the sin of human frailty right there. Right. <laughs> Okay. I'm not saying that's what the album's about. I hope it's not. <laughs> uh, we'll find out from the press statement that I didn't read. Okay. And maybe just, as a side note, uh, maybe just get that checked out at some point as well. Um, so, formed the... Or oh, oh, really, 42 two back-to-back, aye? Oh, aye. Oh, aye, of course. <laughs> two? <laughs> two. Shagger! Two. Shagger! It's <laughs> like fucking five. Two for breakfast. Um, formed in 2017. <laughs> Ends from the Unforgiving Arms of God EP. Spawned the fan favourite, Necessary Death. And led to them signing with closed casket activities. <laughs> Highlighted by Covet Not and Absence, the band bulldozed the senses with their 2020 full-length debut, Splinters from an ever-changing face. Which we didn't review. We did not. No, because you were like, Elliot, you were like, you know these guys, and I was like, nah, now I do. <laughs> and a wee point I felt like, had we done so, uh, have I like fucking misplaced like a month of memories? Yeah. We didn't review them. We didn't. Um, but they I were did... on your radar. Yes, I heard that album when it came out. We just, I don't know if it came out early. I can't remember when it came out in 2023. You just but... didn't share that with me. Possibly, possibly. Fine. Um, part of the goal Herpes was... you're fine with. Like, sharing albums, though. It's a different story. Uh, part of the goal was to do things our way, says Will Putney. We didn't want to lean on our... That's right. And our influences. Just to drop that in there. Just out of nowhere. Didn't want to lean on our influences too heavily, whether it's in terms of production, guitar tone, arrangement, or other elements. We were like, let's just make a record that sounds like End. I feel like there's more of an identity to the band than there ever has been on this record. Featuring guest vocal appearances by J.R. Hayes, Pig Destroyer, yep. Debbie Goff from Harriet, and yep. Dylan Walker from Full of Hell. This graphic nature audio recording clocks in over 30 minutes of unhinged aggression and grind. Produced, engineered, mixed... I'm mastered by Will Putney. Of course. <laughs> why, else? <laughs> why, why would you go elsewhere? Exactly. Yep. Uh, and featuring the art of Alex Ekman Lawn, this release pushes the complexity of end both sonically and visually. Artwork is bitching, by the way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is indeed. Uh, okay, so. Ten tracks. 30 minutes in length. I mean, that's, we've said this before, that's a call that you'll take. You know what I mean? Like, if, yes. like, see if your phone goes and you know you're getting 10 tracks and 30 minutes in length, you will mm. answer that call. Absolutely. And also sounds like the audio equivalent of when 
Edward Norton curb stomps that guy's face in American History X. And by that, I don't mean racist, by the way. I just mean just like full of rage. Well, I'm, that's, I, that's I mean, what, I, that's what I'm I hadn't thought it. of it the other way until you mentioned it right there. Just, <laughs> just what I said. The lady doth protest too much. <laughs> um, so, new album from End. I was looking forward to it. Um, We'd already had like a wee, wee sexy group chat about <laughs> End. Like, oh, new End album. Um, <laughs> That's exactly how the chat, you caught me there because <laughs> young Ross is not on this review because he's young and has a nightlife. <laughs> um, he, was, he was all over this before it was even on my radar. It's like a fucking new End though. And I was like, new End though? Is that the name of the band or what? I don't know, no. um, but yeah, it was, the thing is, when it came in, this is one that was just from the sheer, the banter between mm. Dave and Ross, was one that was interested to check out Dave, mm. and then uh, you have since filled me in with more details that make me think that this may, this may, be one of those releases that a lot more people have been anticipating. Yes, indeed, Not just used to. Doing oh, no. your geeky thing where you're like, oh, bands at the West, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I um, was really looking forward to this one, and um, it did not disappoint, uh, ladies and gents. Uh, this this was intense. Um, yeah. It is. Um, it's, it, heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's heavy. heavy. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's hardcore at the foundations, but with yep. like a ton of other styles and influences stacked on top. Um, we'll talk about track four. We're going to get to track four, and we're mm. going to get to why this band made me tingle in places. <laughs> I like to tingle, tingle. even at forty-two years of age. <laughs> um, on top of that, hardcore, you've got a little bit of grind, a little bit yep. of power violence, a little bit of metalcore, a little bit of death metal, some blackened, even some industrial elements in there as well, ladies and gents. It is so to the, to the limits. Take it to the limit one more time. Um, this is harder than Chinese trigonometry, ladies and gents. It is. Chinese trigonometry is still trigonometry. This <laughs> is difficult as it is here, just by its very nature. But you can't read it because it's Chinese, which makes it hard. <laughs> um. It may be it may be hard as fuck, but it's still enjoyable as fuck. I, I had a good time with this, I'm not gonna lie, I had a real good time with this. Um but these guys, these, these guys these guys have got a ton of experience. I already dropped in the, the Will Putney thing. Um he's obviously in uh, Fit for an Autopsy, is also now in Better Lovers. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's making yep. everything great. Yeah. Uh, you've also got um, Greg Thomas, who was in a band I loved from years back called Enabler. Um, really mm -hmm. good band, if you've not heard them, check them out. Also was in Ark of a Covenant, Ark of the Covenant, and was previously in Misery Signals for a little while as well. Um, so from those two guitarists alone, two very experienced guys that bring a lot of expertise, a lot of dexterity to these tracks. Um, and it's it's only been three, year, three years since the last album, but you can hear... That kind of that level of of quality control 
um, has been raised once again um, on this release. This this sounds more methodical than than the previous album. Um, it still has the intensity from uh, Splinters from A Never Changing Face, but it's not not quite as erratic as that album. Um, the parts on this album have a more yeah, a more meticulous feel. They feel like they've been maybe examined a bit closer. They've took a bit more time to kind of piece it all together. Um, this also has a very bleak, um, kind of almost apocalyptic kind of coating to the whole thing as well. Um, the last album had a touch of that, but I feel like it's much more noticeable on this release. Um, and I feel like that kind of that tone kind of ties a lot of this album together, uh, having that kind of ominous, kind of impending feeling running through the tracks um, that. You know, it makes it feel almost more conceptual in a way. Um, some of it is is chord choice. They use a lot of kind of dark, kind of minor chords. Um, some of it is down to the kind of eerie kind of lead work that you get layered in the background of the tracks. There's also some kind of darker electronic moments on tracks like Thaw as well, which uh, which add to it as well. We're going to talk about it, Dave. It's yeah. all right. Okay. Hold. Okay. Um, but sake. there's also quite a bit of it comes from just how. Um, sinister each part of the production is as well and um, which I'll, I'll come back to that as well um i musically i love the, the variety on this um mm. i think it's even more varied than uh, the, the its predecessor um and while a lot of it is still running at 100 um they they make sure they give you those moments throughout each track where they just like flip the switch and they just give you a really cool riff that you can grab onto and just really yeah. like enjoy the groove on it um, there's plenty of those kind of like, yeah, I would say they're kind of like kind of metalcore type breakdowns. Um, you've got a bit of kind of hardcore groove in there as well. But what I liked was it, it's not a it's not a predictable sound. You know, it's not a predictable kind of switch up that you've heard a million times before. Um, they do throw in some really cool timings and rhythms, so it kind of stands out a little bit more. There was a more than a, like a handful of occasions where I was like something played and I was like, oh, that's really interesting the way they've kind of pieced that together. Um, then there are um, other tracks where they do experiment a lot more, um, which I loved. Thaw, as I mentioned, has heavy kind of industrial electronic vibes. Um, Embodiment of Grief adds some kind of clever clean guitars along with some really like kind of fucked up lead work. Um, they also some also explore some kind of areas of like dark atmosphere um, on the ends of Twice Devoured Kill, um, Worthless as the Lamb, Hollow Urn. And the, the kind of middle of Infest as well, which I thought was another clever way of kind of tying these tracks together, having that kind of repeating kind of element throughout the tracks. And as well. not a Papa Roach cover, so it is not. It is not. Unfortunately, I hate to disappoint. What do you mean it it? Oh, well, well, we're on different sides of the fence here. I was happy it wasn't. Oh, you sorry. All right, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like getting this side of the fence. Okay, fair enough. Um, vocally, uh, you've got um, Brendan Murphy. So, uh, Brendan Murphy is also the vocalist of Counterparts. Um, he gives one hell of a performance on this album. Um, his his tone is just so savage. Oh. It's, it's, it's like, you know, when people say something so abrasive that it could peel the paint off walls yeah yeah that's his vocals like yeah, literally it's... like it's just that i think what the sound of burning a thousand ants would sound like <laughs> if we could make up the ants <laughs> like i mean it's just so fucking just it is absolutely vicious yeah it's, it's 
at times it feels sounds painful like like yeah. his voice when you hear it you're like oh my god he's got a great range though um unbelievable delivery and i really liked his um kind of rhythmical choices throughout the tracks as well yep. um he doesn't overload the tracks either he knows exactly when to step back and just let a riff have its moment um you've also got um guest vocals on um thaw from debbie from uh, harriet um, which was the perfect track for her, um, yes. being more slightly more industrial in places. Her high screams just stand out a mile on this oh, as well. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you've got my boy, JR, from Pig Destroyer. That's right. Um, <laughs> Ultra doesn't know you. But <laughs> he knows. We know. Look at my fine. eyes. You know. Um, yeah, his... He is fucking awesome. I love I love uh, GR from uh, from Pig Destroy. It sounds flawless um, on uh, Twice of Our Kill. And again, he adds a totally different tone to to Brendan's using um, slightly sounds less flawless. What? Sounds flawless. <laughs> a different track, but okay, I see where you're going with that. Um, I was linking in. Fuck's it, he ruined <laughs> the jokes, man. Fuck's sake, Duncan. Um, he, he he has uh, he has slightly less. Slightly less abrasion in his voice, um, which is pretty cool. It's a nice kind of difference from. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't come in doing the pig destroyer thing, which I yeah. kind of love. Yeah, um, and then you've got Dylan from Full of Hell, who sounds absolutely killer on uh, Worthless as the Lamb. His upper register is just uh, phenomenal, um, and he seems to be doing the rounds a bit. He's been on quite a few albums recently. I think he was on the Casey Strain album as well. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. The, the production on this is fucking monstrous. Um, Putney man is just Jesus. straight up fire <laughs> is, right is now. Jesus, <laughs> Putney is Jesus. He is the second coming. Putney. When will he come back to Earth? Oh, he's already arrived and he's yeah. producing metal albums at a furious pace, <laughs> as well as playing on all of them. Um, yeah. No, like and like we talk about this. There are certain producers that are able to able to bring Sims out of bands. And there was a time period where the producer dictated the sound. Mm. And I think we're in this kind of almost golden era now of we have like a, a like a strong handful of great producers that accentuate the band without inputting themselves. They're clearly doing fucking shitloads of work, mm. but it's not evident that they're trying to make the band sound like what the producer wants them to sound like. If anything, mm. they're elevating their sound. Which yeah. is what a good producer is supposed to do. Yeah. And Will Putney is all that and then some. Yeah. Like this year in particular, the stuff he's worked on has been Chef's Kiss. And this is another side of it. And once again, he's playing on it as well, which I think, if anything, should be a conflict of interest, but you mm. wouldn't fucking know listening to it. No. Incredible. Yeah. I love the production. It's it's kinda it's as ominous as it is heavy, um, yep. which I really loved. Uh, the tones of the guitars are um, perfectly constructed to deliver that kind of maximum power, but they've got this kind of like bleak kind of black heart beating at their core. Um, the drums are an absolute assault on the ears, <laughs> just incredibly explosive, yeah. um, but still with enough like natural character um, and the kind of the tones of the drums, so they don't sound like overly clinical. Um, Love the big kind of roomy reverb that they use on the drums in the slower parts where you can hear like these snare hits just kind of ringing out which is cool um vocally absolutely blistering i i love the raspy kind of burn that they give off um where it feels like they're almost pushing into the red a bit and um, it just makes the, the whole thing seem even mm. more intense 
Yeah, I think if you're a fan of End, you will not be disappointed with this. The bands sound just as full of fire as they did on the last release, but I think they've delivered something a bit more kind of dismal sounding. Um, it's definitely got a bit more depth to it. Um, it isn't just like 10 tracks of violent, grinding hardcore. This has more layers um, and it has a, that kind of undercurrent of a like a connective tissue that kind of ties everything, to get everything together. Uh, yes, yeah, so for me, this was a definite step up on this one. I really enjoyed it. Uh, what about yourself? What did you think of the new End album? So I wasn't a fan of End because I didn't know them. I'm now a fan of End because I've listened to them, Dave. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you it. In some ways, that feels like an obvious thing. You need to be a fan of something to actually experience it. Mm. Um, but I think I'm the first person to ever say that. So. <laughs> okay. Go you. Brave. Hashtag brave. <laughs> Hashtag brave. Um, yeah, like, this kicked off super fucking strong for me, so I, I predict yourself as a great opener. It's It, it builds, it's a, for all intents and purposes, an intro, uh, like an intro track, and a gaping wounds of the earth, which is a fucking great name mm-hmm. for a song. You kind of get a feel for the band's sunny disposition or lack thereof. Mm. They have a very bleak outlook on things, and to be honest, I should have got that from the name End. Uh, or even the sins of human frailty. <laughs> it's not exactly that they're painting a happy picture here. Mm. and Wounds of the Earth delivered something that felt familiar. Vicious, straight for the straight for the jugular, punishing fucking hardcore with dark metallic tint on top of it. Mm. And it had me in the production in particular, it was very punchy, it just grabbed me, it was very vicious. And then into title track, The Sin of Human Frailty, which once again did a lot of the same things. And by then, I thought, by track three, I was like, right, I know what album this is. This is cool. Mm. We're fine. I can do this in my sleep. I'm trained. We've been doing this for a couple of years now. I'm in the zone. And it's great. Like, from what I'd heard thus far, it was awesome. And then... (laughs) Four kicked in. Oh... (laughs) Thaw, 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 thaw. <laughs> I thought I saw a pussycat. Um, dude, man, honestly, this mm. got my dick hard. Oh my um, like, I... The industrial elements are so fucking well done. Mm. Oh, it just made me want a whole album of it. Um, I'm glad <laughs> they didn't do that, but by God, if they wanted to, they could fucking churn shit out of this like as if it was fucking nothing mm. um, it's really 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 well constructed like it's not just a we're going to do an industrial fucking hardcore death metal song mm. it's not like that at all the composition is excellent the the choice of sims brilliant the actual songwriting itself the movements within the track excellent as well the, the, the kind of dual vocal approach brilliant the bits where it even drops out you've just got these eerie sins and yeah. like like melody buried in the mix mm. this is why Putney's fucking amazing a lesser producer would have that at the front Yeah, they would be silly to do that <laughs> Putney knows keep it in the back so it adds this kind of weird aura of just like surrealism mm. and then when the track kicks back in we're punishing fucking brutal industrial hardcore it just sounds ten times heavier than it would have if the vocals were right there 
Um, tracks like Twice Devoured Kill are like, it's just, it's full on, it's it's like full on fucking segments of Grindcore. Mm. Just flung in there. Like just, here's a little bit, here's a little bit, here's a little bit. Breakdown. <laughs> when you get the, the the kind of closing vocals before the ominous kind of lead out work on Worthless is the Lamb, where it's just like, Worthless is the Lamb. And you're like, oh, yeah. Hit me with the breakdown. You're just like fucking, <laughs> just, like you're just begging to be pounded, Dave. It doesn't. It doesn't do it either. It holds mm. back oh. and gives you that kind of ominous. Like, there's so many bits in here where it keeps you on your toes yeah. on an album which conventionally, for a lot of it, actually plays by the rules. Mm. The bits where the band experiment and go out with the confines or switch the script are actually the bits that I think are so cleverly placed. It kind of almost feels like they're they're kind of going against the grain, but for the betterment of the song. So mm. not trying to create something deliberately obtuse that people will be puzzled by it, but actually giving you an alternative. It's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. Mm. Like, you get those bits and you're like, oh, well, I would have done this, and you hear that, you're like, oh, no, I should have done that. Should have turned to page five when they fall down the cliff. <laughs> it's, it's really, 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 really well done. Vocally, this is about as savage as savage gets. I love the tone here. Mm. It's just, it's always... It's always just sore something. Yeah. It's rasp, it's fry, it's grit. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of throat lining. My, my mouth instantly dried out when I thought <laughs> about it. How you would actually deliver something like that. It was like Sahara Desert. It's It has all that in there, but it's... You mentioned something about the rhythms... I mm. think a lot of people will miss out on that. The vocal delivery is really, really clever. Mm. It works at times in sync with what the guitars are doing. Sometimes it roots with the drums. Sometimes it goes off and does its own rhythm entirely. Mm. And it switches up those things, not for the sake of doing it, once again, to add a level of interest and in something else, another element mm. that the band has. Um, the closing track, longest one, Leper, is a fucking banger. This one here is just huge sounding. The whole album sounds monstrous and Putney's delivered the goods. But Leper kind of weirdly connects a lot of the tissue of everything you've heard and puts it in this one five and a half minute opus. Mm. It's phenomenal as well. Production work is outstanding. It's punchy, it's vulgar, it's violent, it's bleak, it's dystopian. And it's kind of a joy to listen to. And mm. also, by the way, unless we haven't mentioned it like 10 times already, about half an hour long. Yeah. It's the perfect fucking length. It's the perfect mm. length for an album like this because it will encourage you to go back and go back. And actually, by the third listen, I was still picking out stuff that was buried in the mix, stuff that was layered in, a really cool technique on the guitar, something the drummer was doing that I mm. hadn't realised the first time around. It's an album that actually rewards the re-listen, as violent as it is. It actually benefits multiple listens, mm. and I can't see me not continuing the multiple listens on. My only criticism, and I did tell you before oh, we hit record, I had a criticism. They have shown me a flurry of the industrial, and goddamn, <laughs> was it good. <laughs> they could do more of that on here. I genuinely yeah. think there's 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 room on a release like this for two or three songs that really 
lean into the heavy like industrial can be abrasive the way they use it they use it it's less against the abrasive and more on the the dissonance mm. and it really works against the sound they've yeah. got the heavy shit locked in and they use it not to make it sound heavier but they actually used it as a as a kind of layer yeah. of of kind of dystopian atmosphere in there mm-hmm. they could do that more here and not in a way where they're doing it like deathcore bands where they're just fucking every fucking song and it's shite um, in the case of this one here they could really mix more of that in there I think it would make it would elevate the sound overall mm-hmm. The argument could be used. They only have half an hour to play, play with here. This yeah. track stands out a lot because it's not like the rest, and I can't argue against that. Yeah. But they've shown me they can do it. I would hate to think this is the only time they do it. Yeah. I would like to see more of it in there. It's my only criticism. Mm. You know, notwithstanding that, it's fucking great. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. Final thing. Um, a score for the sin of human frailty. Um, yeah. This was. Um, I no really any need to debate this. Um, this was a, a four point five for me straight away. Um, I enjoyed it more than the, the last album. Um, this sounds hate to use the word mature, but it does sound like they have <laughs> matured um, in their songwriting since that last album. It's only been three years, but um, it does feel like a, a level up in terms of the way this has been constructed um, and the way that it's all kind of tied together with that kind of ominous undertone. I really like that production. Is fucking chef's kiss. Uh, so it's a four point five for me, Duncan. <laughs> What's the if? I swear to God, I thought you said Erskis. <laughs> Erskis. <laughs> An Erskis. <laughs> I was like, it's not a fart, Dave. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <sighs> so I was coming in four. All right. But we've talked a bit. <laughs> And in the talking, I've realised I actually liked a lot more <laughs> of this. Hmm. It's hard for me to knock it down to a four. Do I go with my gut or do I side with Dave? Listeners, you decide. I'm only joking, don't decide. <laughs> uh, they'll leave comments because they're never, they're never shy doing this. I'm going to come in on a four on this one. I, no, I, I think this is fucking Dave. awesome. I would have had more... would have had more of the industrial in there. Um... But yeah, it's fucking savage, it's brutal, it's punishing, it's huge. What's not to like? You know what I mean? Exactly. When do we get to see them? When are they coming to Scotland, Dave? Well, Will's a busy guy, so... (laughs) (laughs) I suppose that's the one thing that you don't take into account, is when you have a guy in the band that's already recording every other band, plus being in six bands, (laughs) difficult to get to Scotland. Mm. I'm just saying, if they came over, we're going to see them. 100%. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Um, end the sin of human frailty out on October 27th on closed casket activities links below check it out let us know what you think that is the review thank you for checking out we'll be back with another review very soon but until then take care speak to you soon bye everyone